The impact of COVID-19 across the world has been devastating and felt by everyone. All over the world, there's fear and uncertainty as lives are lost, economies are being shattered, and what we know as normal life has been uprooted from us. We now find ourselves distanced from each other and left to navigate an unpredictable reality. I'm Justin Keller, your host. I'm certainly no expert on COVID-19, and I'm definitely not an expert on being human. But what I do know is that we must combat the fear and uncertainty that we face by fighting for optimism, and we must do this together. The Bright Side Chats is a series here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast to help share how people like you are navigating this trying season and what they're doing to fight for optimism despite the unknown, the struggles, and the concerns that they have. You'll hear from business owners, parents, fitness experts, mental health professionals, and more. The goal is not to give you an answer. I don't think there is one answer for us to navigate this. The goal is to bring us together at a time when we need each other the most so we can rise above this together. Be sure to subscribe and tune in daily for short interviews to encourage you to fight for optimism and find the bright side together. Welcome to the Fight for Brilliance podcast. I'm Justin Keller, and you're listening to another episode inside of this special series called Bright Side Chats. And today I sit down with my friend, Jason Caston. Jason is a digital platform specialist, and he is the founder of Caston Digital. And Jason and I just sat down and talked about what it's like for him as a single father with two teenage daughters and how he's navigating this time with them between conversations and also just how they're spending their time. And we talk about uh, what it, it takes for him to be able to create well and to still move things forward in his business as well as give himself the space to be present in this moment that we're going through. And then he talks about adapting and just the power of adapting to this new normal for him and how he's navigating that. So let's get into this conversation. But before we do, I just want to remind you, hit subscribe if you want to be part of not just these episodes inside the series, but part of the show always. So wherever you're listening, hit subscribe, and thank you for being a part of these conversations that are challenging us to fight for optimism and find the bright side through all that's going on right now. Let's get into this conversation. Jason, thanks so much for joining me here today, man. It's great to connect with you here today. Um, It's too bad it takes something like this to get us to finally connect face-to-face, but I appreciate you making the time, man. Oh man, so, uh, pleasure's all mine. I know it's been a while we've been trying to connect. So I guess uh, the whole world had to shut down for us to do that. So, you know, however we had to make it happen. I've had that with a couple of buddies where I'm like, hey, I guess we kind of have some time now. So <laughs> it's worked out well. I'm glad it worked though. So the first thing I just really wanted to talk to you about, I know you're a single dad with two teenage daughters and mm-hmm. every different age is different. And this is just such a impactful thing across every age though. And so I just wanted to kind of talk to you first about how are you approaching you know this time with your daughters? It's interesting because um, for all the parents you know they're out there listening with this new e-learning thing, we have a lot more time with our kids in terms of watching them and how they're learning and they're adjusting and adapting and all that good stuff. And so watching them adjust and adapt to that is uh, you know I'm just trying to support them in any way that is possible for that. Although being a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> teacher now is uh, not exactly what I signed up for. 
However, the thing that they want more, and I realize that what they'll remember out of this is that dad was around a lot more. Um, I spent a lot more time with dad and my kid every night, especially my youngest daughter, who's 13, she wants to have movie night every night. Mm. So that in terms of me, it's just quality time with them and making sure I understand that this is an adjustment for them just as much as an adjustment for me. And so whatever quality time I can get, um, I do make I do do that as well as I want everybody to, uh, to know um, we do a lot more TikTok videos. That's what we do. So uh, whatever the new latest dance they come show me or I'm seeing on TikTok, then uh, it's rehearsal time. Usually about nine o'clock in the evening after everybody's done. Uh, it, it's time to get to it. We're rehearsing and that TikTok has to get out there. OK, somebody has to do it. And it just must be us. I love that, man. I know I've seen you guys posting that stuff, which is why I reached out to you because I what I loved seeing was you having fun with your daughters. And it's, I, first of all, I don't understand this whole TikTok thing. First of all, I can't <laughs> dance, I guess. So that's probably part of the problem. But I love I love seeing that about you, man. And, and I know you love your daughter so much. And we connect so much on that level as far as how much we care for our kids. One of the things yeah. I was curious about was, you know, at the ages that they're at, being a little bit older at least, uh, are, are they how are they absorbing their information about this? And then what are you doing as a parent to, whether you filter it or you just converse about it, how are you guys navigating that? Well, the interesting thing about that is I do filter it in terms of the information I give them and then the information I let them bring to me from whatever sources. They don't watch TV like uh, me and you used to do. So mainly their information comes from social media. They're not watching the news. Uh, they, they, they only watch Netflix and YouTube, so they're getting their information from those type of sources, and that's their norm. In terms of when we talk about it, the interesting thing that we have going on with my particular uh, situation is we'll talk about this, and we're in a transition right now where we're looking to move to Chicago, where my family is located. So in this particular time of quarantine, you know, we want it to be closer to family and as we talk about our transition that was we were looking to do this summer, everything's uh, fluid right now. So I don't know exactly how that plays out, but I know that that's what we want to do. So our conversations are always in the context of how does this affect our uh, transition to Chicago? How does this affect us getting closer to uh, my family, which is Granny, my mom, who is the matriarch of the family, who is their favorite, who means everything to them. So how do we get closer to Granny? That's how they frame the question Will I see my friends again uh, before we move? And so all those type of things that they think about, Do, you know, can we stay through the summer so that I can hang out with my friends? And so all that, all those different things. Yeah. How has this changed your perspective at all toward anything? Maybe one thing in life that may, made you shift at your thinking at all, and if at all? I think it, it has shown me uh, in terms of just me in general, and then I'll give you another perspective in terms of uh, other areas. But um, for me, it shows me how I adapt to uncertainty. It shows me how I adapt to uh, how versatile I am when it comes to new normals. Um, mm. I'm, I've always felt like change is inevitable in all a lot of, a lot of different areas. Uh, if it's uh, if we look at it from a family perspective, your family, you, uh, whoever your significant other is, your kids, we're always evolving. We're always growing. So the people that we were five years ago, we're not now. So in, in this particular time, um, I'm seeing how I'm adapting to this new normal, whether it be quarantining away from my family, um, you know, my significant other who's in Chicago, 
you know, all those different types of things that people that I cannot connect with. And so how do you adapt to that? How do you stay focused in that? How do you um, take time to yourself and give yourself mental uh, breaks to adapt to this new normal and not feel like, uh, you know, I have to feel every moment with working, but be able to stop, reflect and take time to assess um, and mentally, um, you know, look at my self-awareness uh, and self-analyze how am I feeling in this moment and, and be able to uh, process that and figure out what I'm going to do next. For my family, you know, my daughters continuously communicating with them and, and letting asking them, how are you feeling? What's going on? How, you know, uh, if, if school seems overwhelming to them, all the work they have to get done, especially my oldest daughter, because she uh, school is not her favorite thing, then it's more so of when are you most productive? And it may not be from the hours of eight to three. It may be where she wants to sleep till noon and then she'll work from one till midnight. OK, cool. Dad's a night out. So that just means we're both up late. So I'm I'm basically adjusting life to this new normal for me and the kids. And, uh, and, and that is would be probably my biggest struggle is to continually giving my kids and myself the grace to adapt to this new normal and not feel like there's pressure or stress um, and, um, that things are not somehow not going to work out. Things are going to work out. They always do, even when they look like they don't. No, absolutely. And just kind of curious, how would you grade yourself as far as do you think you're doing as good as you expected in this kind of change? Or are you seeing that, wait, maybe I don't handle change quite as well. Are you seeing either side of that right now? Um, I would give myself, uh, <laughs> I give myself a B. I'm doing very well in certain areas of, um, uh, you know, staying focused and uh, having a roadmap or a vision board of what I'm trying to do, especially with me and the kids. I don't do very well in that. Um, I've noticed that I'm much more lethargic and less energetic. And I was um, I was even looking this up on Facebook and there was a psychiatrist talking about how people deal with high stress situations or, uh, you know, situations like what we're in, where we're, we're not socializing the, the way we were. And there's so much change happening that it does affect us uh, mentally and psychologically. And so I've noticed that uh, instead of putting pressure on myself where like I just feel lethargic on some days, I just rest, I have to disconnect. I have to go find something that I really like to do, which when I disconnect, which is play video games or binge, but I have to turn my mind off and not uh, you know put that much pressure on myself because I'm not productive in those moments. And when I'm not productive and not feeling creative and productive, you know, so we hear uh, experts say, well, just, you know, lean in and keep going and keep focusing. No, I put out crap when I do it. My content is crap. My work is crap. When I'm not um, at my peak, you know, then I know it's going to be crap. We don't ask uh, athletes, uh, you know, when we look at some of the best racers, um, you know, we say Usain Bolt. If Usain Bolt is not in optimal condition, he's not going to win the race. So we're not, if, you know, we're not asking him to run. When he's, uh, you know, his body is trash and he's not trained effectively and he's not in his optimal condition. And when I know when I'm not in optimal shape, I need to disconnect and go get an optimal shape. And that might mean I need to go play Nintendo, I need to go play Zelda for a few hours. And when I get done and my mind is, is ready and reconditioned, then I get back in the game. I love that because it it is a season that 
I saw a post one day that said, this is the season to write new books or, you know, movies going to come out of this season for somebody, a new business is all that, which it could. But mm -hmm. there's also, if you just buy into that, I think it would be easy to feel like, well, what if I just need to pause <laughs> right now? There's a lot going on. Exactly. What if I just need to stop for a minute? So I love that you, you, um, you brought that up because that's been big on my mind right now. So just sort of on a, on a light level, uh, mm -hmm. what is one thing that if you couldn't leave the house at all, for sure, for at least a couple of weeks, you would have to make sure it's a non-essential item that you would have to make sure you're stocked up with. Oh, uh, non-essential would be, um, it would be two things. I would need my video games. So my Nintendo switch, <laughs> um, or we'll say Xbox. Cause I do like a good, uh, game of, uh, GTA. Um, and, uh, and also I would need, um, you know, smart TV. I need my smart. I need to be able to Netflix. I need to, to be able to Hulu. I, I need to be able to turn my mind off because yeah. the things that I do continuously, whether if it's not pouring into the work of the projects I just laid out or the things I'm trying to build or maybe a new book, um, I roadmap a lot and lay out visions, goals, tasks, all the way down to daily to do's. And I'm that regimented to make sure I'm always making progress. I'm addicted to progress. And then I also video diary to see what is capture my emotions in that moment. What am I thinking so that I can look back on this in six months to see my progress as well as reassess and see how I was feeling in then versus how I'm feeling now. But I have to turn my mind off. And if I don't turn my mind off by mindlessly going to binge, um, you know, uh, Flash, which is one of the shows I like, uh, Black Lightning. I like those shows and I need to watch Altered Carbon, my sci-fi. <laughs> I need to watch those shows to turn off my mind for an hour or four, and then I come back much more creative. So those are the non-essential things that I need uh, for me, for my mental health and my mental stability. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, there's no shame in that binging, man. I, I'm the same way as you. I, I sit down at night sometimes and might have a little bit more work to do, but it helps to just, all right, I'll save it for the morning. I'm going to watch a show right now or something like that. So anyway, I appreciate you sharing everything here today and just being part of this conversation as uh, I know that there's a lot going on. People are na navigating so many different things, but mm -hmm. um, you're somebody who I have always known does find the bright side no matter what's going on. And in their days, even if the whole thing around them isn't great, you're able to find good things to focus on. And so I've always appreciated that optimism from you. So thanks for being part of this, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And of course, I've been watching you from afar and, uh, you know, looking forward to connecting and just watching your journey online. And it's just, it's just been great to, uh, you know, stay connected and get to the point where we have this conversation. And of course, when uh, they lift the, the national pandemic, we can take this conversation offline and actually, uh, you know, say what's up in person, because that's what I'm looking I, forward to as well. I will look forward to that. <laughs> All right, before I let you go back to whatever you were doing, whether you escaped the house for a little bit, got out for a run, or you're just hiding away from the kids in your bedroom, uh, and you've got to get back out to the army, wherever you're at right now, I just want to ask you to do a few things before you get back to your day. And the first thing would be, uh, I want to ask you to subscribe to the show and be part of this community. I want to invite you to do that. Uh, number two, I want to ask that you rate and review the show wherever you're listening to it. And then third, would you share this with somebody? Share this maybe with two or three people. Uh, I just believe that right now there's enough bombarding them to feed their minds full of fear and uncertainty. 
And so send them a message just saying, hey, this is really a great resource right now to bring 15 to 20 minutes in your day uh, with something positive and learning from somebody's story and how they're navigating through all this. Because the bottom line is that we are all in this together and it's our stories that unite us because we find commonality through those stories. And so thanks for being a part of this community. And as always, everything you need to connect with Jason is right there in the show notes or right there on the show page, wherever you're listening to this. And until next time, stay healthy and keep doing our part to get through this together. Be there for somebody, show kindness, extend grace, and let's keep finding the bright side through each day. We'll see you next episode.